Another agency, another new telework policy. The Interior Department is the latest agency to make some changes to its telework program. The department says its telework policy needed an update. The last one was in 2012, but Interior isn't the only agency that's made some tweaks to telework in recent years. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to discuss whether attitudes about the program are, in fact, shifting. Nicole, walk us through the Interior new telework policy. What's changing? So employees previously eligible for regular telework will be required to report to their official work sites two days every biweekly pay period. And this might not sound like much at all, but Interior previously had practically an unlimited you know, telework policy was up to each employee and their supervisor. And oftentimes, you know, it was an unlimited situation. But but what's perhaps most interesting here, Tom, is that the new policy specifies that supervisors can no longer telework on a regular basis. They're eligible for situational arrangements, but they can't, you know, telework three days out of the week, for example, all the time. And the policy which we got to look at says, given the value and importance of their interpersonal interactions with staff, supervisory positions are not suitable for core telework. So it's kind of an interesting take on some of the changes that we're hearing associated with telework. And a few other pieces to this, higher level management officials, they have to review and approve any reoccurring scheduled telework agreements They have to be reviewed every single year to make sure that they're effective and still in the agency's best interest. And when I asked Interior about this new policy, they had this to say. A spokeswoman told me that the most important asset of the department is its people, and it's critical to provide a work environment that best positions them to serve the public. The department is continually evaluating and implementing measures to improve its operations to provide the highest level of customer service to the American people while also facilitating a work environment that attracts the best and brightest to serve in the public sector. To accomplish these goals, the telework policy needed to be modernized to reflect best practices as it was last adopted in 2012. And by the way, did the earlier policies that date back to, I guess, early in the Obama administration, did they mention the distinction between line employees and supervisors? There's no distinction. And in fact, it most of the policy talks about what supervisors should do to manage teleworkers, there isn't much in the interior policy anyway on how supervisors should act. And, you know, we should say that there's limited numbers associated with how often interior employees are actually teleworking. We do know that 89% of that department's workforce, we do know that about 89% of interior's workforce of about 69,000 employees are eligible to telework. And this is all according to the Office of Personnel Management's most recent government-wide telework report. Now, the department didn't have much data to share on how many eligible employees actually used this. Right. They only shared data for one month, and that was in September 2017. But at the time, 15% of Interior employees teleworked in September of that year. And Interior is actually making changes in how they collect and report telework data And they're in the process of automating those telework agreements. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. And Interior is not the only one changing telework policies. What do we know about some of the other agencies? Well, I think it's important to mention some of the other agencies that have made changes in the past because you might almost ask, okay, well, is this a trend? And we know that the Agriculture Department limited telework to one day a week last year. The Education Department made 
an identical uh, determination, although theirs was a little trickier because that decision came after it decided to implement new bargaining articles with the American Federation of Government Employees that the union hadn't actually agreed to. And telework was one of the things that the union couldn't bargain over. And then recently, Tom, we reported that at the Health and Human Services Department, an office there made a change to limit telework to one day a week as well. So we're seeing more agencies kind of hop on board and look at those telework policies and maybe say they need to make a change. So it sounds like the great high tide of teleworking is ebbing. Is this going on across government? I think it's too early to say, most likely because of the nature of just how agencies handle some of these directives and guidance from the Office of Personnel Management. You know, OPM is still saying we view telework as a best practice, and they're still saying that employees who do use it are often more engaged. They off, they often uh, perform better at their jobs. What's interesting, though, I think, is what's bubbling under the surface at the Social Security Administration. And we got to look at this based on the Federal Service Impasses Panel decision with AFGE, and there was discussion of telework. Specifically, one program manager who handled SSA IT operations said issues arose at 12 field offices after the agency implemented a telework policy in 2012. Three field office managers noted increased customer wait times due to lack of people being there. And then there were also some issues at 18 hearing offices, and they adjusted telework to deal with that. Reginald Wells is a former chief human capital officer at SSA. And, you know, he says this program wasn't necessarily popular with management when it was first rolled out. In my mind, it's always about the productivity. And I think that most of the executives and managers I've talked to have placed a very high emphasis on that part of it. The convenience for the employee was always secondary to the to the importance of the work. But I think there are some, you know, when you, you, you raise the question of, well, you know, they've tried it and they've concluded they don't like it. I don't think it was ever a popular uh, strategy for people in leadership jobs, even the ones that I think made a good faith effort to warm up to it and utilize it, often spoke of the challenges for them trying to make it available. I've talked to a few that were totally sold on it and felt that it was the best thing since sliced bread for them and their employees. But I would say at least as many uh, found it to be more trouble than it was worth. And so then I, for those people, I wonder if they have really gave it a, a good, good chance. That's Reggie Wells. He's a former Chico at the Social Security Administration. And he adds that, you know, in some ways, telework changed the cultural dynamic almost for many agencies. And he says that since a lot of government work today is episodic, it's driven by a crisis, having employees work remotely can often alter the way that an agency might respond to that crisis. When that supervisor or that person who has the responsibility for dealing with the crisis goes to deal with the crisis, very often they're going to grab the people who are physically there because they want to be in, in, immersed in it. They don't want to have to rely necessarily on technology to bring everybody together. And so they go with the people there. And, and what, I, you know, what I've heard some employees express concern about is my coworkers who don't want to telework and don't telework 
or getting more face time with the boss or getting to go to meetings I don't get to go to, um, you know, that kind of dynamic. And that's that's real. Well, I guess it all depends on the commitment of the organization to making sure that people are included in major decisions and discussions, whether they're on premises or teleworking. Yeah. And Wells mentioned that, you know, a lot of times it's it is easy to just get someone on the phone real quickly for a meeting. But sometimes it isn't, especially if the technology you have in your office isn't working properly. And sometimes it can be he says he used the word awkward to have people in the room and then people on the phone. I think we've all been on conference calls. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah, exactly. And he mentioned that as kind of a barrier to all of this. Conference calls are worse than the caricatures of them that you see on comedy television. (laughs) Right. And, And, you know, Wells mentioned that, you know, from his perspective, he did have employees drop by his office and they would talk and say hi. And he often learned things that he wouldn't have otherwise simply because people were there. And no dog barking. No, not this time. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com.